This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello, people, and welcome to the Dreamers' Disease. My name's Alex Manzi, and on each episode, we'll hear the story of someone inspirational who's really making their own way in the world and following their passions because it's the disease of dreaming and not doing that causes us to live an unhappy life. So on this episode, I'm joined by Reese Parkinson, broadcaster, presenter, YouTuber, podcaster, everything are. He does so much stuff. And Reese is someone who I've been really close to his journey over the last couple of years, which you know we, we talk about during the interview, but it's really inspiring to hear his journey from going from community radio to then getting his own show on One Extra. And during the chat, we talk about his love for making good content online how he let one dream slip, but he's determined not to let the second one slip away from him. And he also talks about preparing himself like an athlete and making sure that he's always ready. He's always ready for the next opportunity. He's always ready for the next casting, whatever it may be, he's so ready for it. And I really love the way that he spoke about his focus and how he's so focused on reaching the goals that he's kind of set for himself and his kind of daily routine and mindset around it is so empowering. And I think you guys can take a lot away from this one. So before we jump in, I'd like to thank you for listening. As ever, you can head to iTunes to subscribe. And we're now on Spotify. You can find the podcast there. You can also find it on SoundCloud and every other podcast app that there is. Just search either Dreamers Disease or Alex Manzi and it should come up. And while you're there, make sure you leave a review because it's a really great way for me to see what you guys think about the podcast. You know, feedback on episodes, what episodes you like, what you'd like to see more of, etc. So without any further ado, let's jump straight in and let's hear Reese's story. I'm broadcaster on BBC Radio One Extra. Um, I have a podcast, Him Versus Her, with uh, my mate Annie Drea. Also do a thing called Batcha Extra on YouTube. And uh, in some really exciting kind of meetings at the moment about other content to do, literally today, just came back from one. I know meetings is quite kind of like, it might not happen, it, it might not. But if this does happen, it's, yeah. it's going to be something super, super cool. Um, fingers crossed it, it does happen. Yeah. So keeping yeah. like very busy and like the content... <laughs> slash broadcast world essentially yeah yeah like jake paul says it's every day bro yeah every day well you can you kind of want to make it every day and i just i really just want to speak to my management that i'm like i just want to work bro like if i could work monday to sunday like uh, honestly yeah i would makes such a difference doesn't it like when you enjoy it and i think it's it's finding that path onto something that you enjoy like for me i'm really enjoying this whole process of the podcast and filming stuff and putting content out and you know, meeting new people to interview, etc., yeah. And just the whole, it reminds me of when I started blogging like eight years ago for my music website. Yeah. It's the same kind of excitement and buzz. And it just makes it so easy because it doesn't feel like you're working in, in uh, inverted commas. Yeah, no, well, it's not work, is it? Because you, like you said, you, you enjoy doing what you do. Yeah. When I do the radio, that's not work. Uh, when I'm kind of at my happiest is like we'll do the sunday show my show and then have a week of covers and go straight back into the sunday yeah. show like christmas time with yeah. so many covers i was like oh this is just so like i'm waking up every day doing what i i love yeah and then you, you afterwards filming like a batch up video and then yeah. it's like this is like so cool like, i'm so lucky to be doing this yeah and i just really love it like as much as i love sitting at home playing flipping madden um nfl I, you know, it's nothing more like going out and making content and yeah, that's, that being your job and getting paid. You know yeah. I mean? So for you then, where, like, because you've been doing stuff for a while. Yeah. I mean, I say a while, like in, in terms of years. Um, where did the process start for you? 
Yeah, so for me, it was always, I thought I was going to be uh, big in sports. So football was my thing and basketball was my thing as well. But I just let fear like eat me up with them two sports. Um, and then from there, I remember watching a program called BET 106 and Park, seeing Terence J. And I was like, wow, like this guy's getting paid to kind of interview and sit next to P. Diddy and people like that. And I was like, that's, I, I want in, like this, this is this is a bit of me. Um, so from there, I went to uni at Hertfordshire my first year. Uh, it was literally that time when I saw 106 so I found out what Terence J was studying yeah. and it was mass communication so I found where I could study that in England it was either Newcastle or Hertfordshire I was like I was generally going to go to Newcastle I was like you know Julie Shaw why not um, <laughs> but I went to Hertfordshire kind of bottled it last minute um, didn't really like the, the university experience then um, and I joined the student radio but I didn't really get radio I thought it was easy as like just I'm going to be a radio presenter yeah, but it yeah. really wasn't you know like keep the mic fader up and just sing the songs as it's playing it was really like have literally one listener it weren't serious at all and then I kind of stopped that for a while just lived the uni life end of that year moved to East London when it really kind of triggered like I want to do this radio thing as a job and present as yeah. a job. So I moved unis, went to East London, uh, did a pilot for Represent at that time as well, Represent Radio Community Station, South London. Um, from there, really got into it. I was like, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm like 100% sure. So I just went to Represent near enough every single day. Yeah. And back then, Represent wasn't what it is now, whereas more is now like, everyone has kind of realized they can make a job out of this yeah but then it will be like most of the people lived up the road in peckham mm -hmm. and there was a few of us that would go down like this is what i'm gonna do as a job yeah so jam supernova was there then kenny all-star afro b dr cosmic like yeah it was mim yeah mim was there but i joined before mim okay yeah. so it was like I'm probably Dr. Cosmic to be fair. It, yeah, it was half of the schedule was just people that come straight from school and yeah. jump on mic. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was really like, really kind of, I say underground, but it wasn't what it is now sort yeah. of thing. Well, I suppose it must have been the real early days of Represent. Like for anyone who doesn't know, Represent's a community station. And I think back then was probably the very early days of it, which is why it had yeah. that actual literal oh, it community. Was community. Yeah, yeah. It was so good though. It was mm. so, back then was like, you know, it was just wasn't that too serious. We all like I knew what I wanted to do, yeah. but yeah, we had so much more time to get mentored and like mm. make the mistakes and you know do all the stupid stuff then, yeah. rather than you know not having to you know learning and not doing that now. Yeah. And what were the biggest like mistakes and learnings then that you you got from there? Well, first, this is like the first show I did at Represent. I was like uh, CeeLo Green randomly had been accused of like pilling some girl's drink. And the first thing I did when I went on mic was like, oh, so CeeLo Green um, puts pills in girls' drinks, um, like that. And the, and the station manager was like, <laughs> I was like, what? He was like you, 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 like, you can't do that. You have to say like accused of, or the sun has stated allegedly. that, do you know what I mean? He allegedly done that. Yeah, I was like blasphemous claims out there that CJ Green was like a flipping whatever. Um, so I learned that. And just loads of lessons like faders not being up and pressing wrong buttons how to interview people, how not to interview people, just really like the basics, do you know what I mean? Like how, just learning radio and broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. And what's yeah. the worst experience you had during an interview? Um, you know, I've never had any bad interviews, to be fair. I, I, uh, I guess, oh, one would be probably the one camera not working because mm. back then I'd film everything myself yeah. so I'd literally have my fingers crossed and look at the end and be like please say it recorded and one time it didn't it was with Miss Banks and it didn't record which is annoying um, and one time I didn't put one of the mics up 
with someone so he was just chatting for like 10 minutes oh, really? and there was no mics up oh, yeah no, um so yeah pro- proper difficulties rather than like yeah not necessarily yeah not really I, I never really found it hard talking to people and i was just like oh cool it's just a mic on yeah mm. you know was it so then so how old are you at this point 19 1920 yeah and yeah. so you already knew that radio is the lane you wanted to go in or broadcasting or was it you know both or whatever you could kind of get yeah it still is both um i just really studied the patterns and was like everyone my favorite tv broadcasters did radio Mm. and most of them started in radio so i was like cool like this is obviously the the road you have to take yeah and then i actually fell in love with radio yeah yeah and plus it's impossible to because that was a weird time it was like youtube was youtube but it wasn't youtube so you'd still kind of contact TV companies and no TV company's going to pick up a, like, give me a shot. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So radio-wise, yeah, there's community radio. There's not community television as such. And once you sort of spent your time, I guess, honing your skills and and learning all these different things and Mm. making mistakes and you kind of got to a point where you'd fine-tuned everything, did you have, like, a big goal in mind in terms of radio? Like, where you wanted to get to? Or is it this is yeah uh, build my way up or was it like I want to get to there and I'm going to get there no matter what well when I realised kind of the difference in broadcasting with BBC public service and getting to be like a real personality and stuff I was like yeah BBC is 100% where I want to go then I got to shadow Nick Bright's show on with Chris Bin producing first time I met them guys which was Jams Supernova got me that and and that was really early on and I walked into the building I was like like I knew I was going to be there. Do you know? Mm. I knew I was going to be on the other side presenting. Mm. I just, I, I just knew. Like, do you know? Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I, bro, like, I just knew. So, that's that was my thing. I was like, boom, I'm, I'm getting here. Um, and and lucky enough, I did. Yeah. yeah. How, how did you then fully get yourself into the building? I did uh, work experience for a week. Um, then I did the internship after like five attempts. Yeah. I finally got it. Um, and did the internship, yeah. And then after the internship, that's when I did like the first pilot and audition, yeah. um, and it went from there, yeah. yeah. And how, how long was the internship for? Eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, eight weeks. So yeah, like it was like second week, and I kind of emailed one of the bosses, and I was like, I was like, can we sit down? And yeah. to them, I was like, I want to present. Yeah. And just was super open because I always felt like it's in life if you want to not saying I'm Lionel Messi or Ronaldo but it was like someone's talented and I always used the football connotation like if Messi's playing for Leighton Orient why wouldn't Arsenal sign him like yeah why not why not so I always just felt like that I was like I'm good enough Messi in the radio world yeah well, (laughs) well I said two minutes ago I'm not saying I'm Messi no but Say I'm like uh, Gabriel Jesus, yeah. um, Jesus even. Like, why wouldn't someone want to want to do take a chance? Yeah. So I always always thought that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's time for an anecdote. Yeah, go on. Um, when you came into One Extra, one of your attempts to to apply for the interim role, not apply for it. Yeah, you got through to the interview stage. Yeah, it was truly, you? Yeah, Alex Ramsey. Yours truly was one of the interviewees. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really funny because it's wow. Yeah, I've seen that journey from for real two and a half years ago, maybe, yeah. and that was the first time we obviously met. And I really remember this like fresh-faced kid come in before you had the, the, beard, the yeah. beard, the beard fuzz, <laughs> like well presented, good energy, had something about him. 
Yeah. And I remember feeding back and saying, he's got something. I'm just not sure he's ready. Yeah. I think he needs another six months to a year yeah. to come back next time. And I think he'll be ready. And I think the next time he did apply, he then actually did I get it. it yeah. Then gone away and done some of your own stuff. Like you really nailed down the re mm. represent stuff. You'd really nailed down, um, I think maybe you started your YouTube stuff. Yeah. And you'd kind of had that ball rolling, that process going. And it came to show that when you did come back and you got yourself in the building, and it's a very hard process to get through, mm. as you know, because I can only imagine thousands of people apply for yeah. it to get down to like the final five or six is going to mm. be difficult, you know? And I was actually like so gassed to see you back in the building oh, and sick. get that because I was like, I knew that there was something there. And I've had that feeling with a couple of other people. I've had mm. the, the pleasure of interviewing on the process at different times and they've ended up in the building too. And it's and I've gone on to see them do other things, which is really, you know, for me, it's really amazing. Um, so the point I'm trying to make with that is, once you got yourself in the building, and for you in terms of the radio side, mm. how how important was it for you to be in that building and to be learning from some of the best in the industry? Like, and how how much do you put that down to? you've been willing to learn as well and not taking it for granted yeah i don't yeah i never took it for granted uh, I, I wouldn't say ever but i i learned but i had already learned loads anyway because i would listen to every show and i listened to trevor's show and write every single link mm. and be like oh, i started off with an emphasis on hey it's Tre that okay so oh, cool, i'm gonna do that like i was geeking out on it r ridiculously at the start so when i was there i was like oh i've already know this i'm just seeing them do it do yeah. you know what i mean um plus you've kind of got the thing where everyone knows most people anyway know you want to present and as then as the awkward kind of like oh he's production but he wants to present um thing whatever that is so um yeah, I, I learned a bunch, of course. It was good just being in there. I think the best thing, actually, in hindsight, was being an intern in there, knowing everyone in the building. So when the time came that I did do my first show or did do my first pilot, I didn't have that whole BBC. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Or like, oh, my God, that's Charlie Slough. Oh, my God, yeah. that's Trevor Nelson. Because I'd already done the intern and was cracking jokes with him. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I think that was the most important thing for me, really. Yeah. Not necessarily like learning off the broadcast and how they do that. Um, it was more the feeling comfortable, feeling at home yeah. that helped a lot. And I, I, that probably would be the same, not that I can speak from, for Mim and Jams as well, I reckon. Yeah. And they so helped them a lot. And what, what was it like then? Tell me, like, when you got the call, basically. Yeah. To like we wanted to come and do the pilot and then it was like, we're going to offer you the show. What were you feeling? Yeah. Like, that, how did that's, it go down? That's an amazing feeling. It was an email that I got to do the pilot and I was working at House of Fraser. Yeah, I remember just feeling like, oh, this is real. But just really like, because when you know something's going to like, I knew it was not to sound cocky or anything. I hope it doesn't come across like that. Mm. When you know you want to do something, like you just know. And I knew this moment was going to happen. I was like, this is so beautiful, like the way it's planned out. And, you know, I'm, I'm broke as anything at House of Fraser, but getting to do this, do you know what I mean? And I did the pilot on like a child's ticket, do you know mm. what I'm saying? Hiding in the train toilets on my way to do a BBC pilot. It's yeah. Like during that time though, I was laughing. Like yeah. I was like, I actually love this. Yeah. And there's times now where it sounds so stupid, not that I want to be back in the train toilets, but <laughs> I miss like the fact of like, you know, I was doing my pilots and the whole of the internship, I had no money like yeah. to do any of that. And 
getting to do a pilot and a, and a child ticket. I was just laughing half the time, like this is like, this is jokes, like that this is happening. But I was just mostly excited as well to yeah. to get in there and do it. And I was thought even if I just do the pilot, I can always say to like my kids and that like I did a BBC pilot yeah. and I sat in that chair. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was like one of the most important things at that time for me. Yeah, is it because and I know like from my experience as well that for you it's not a thing of you being cocky and saying this is something that yeah. I knew was going to happen because I remember, I think it's probably like six months ago, we were having a conversation and we were talking about affirmations and things like that. And you showed me these cards that you keep in oh, your Well, wallet. yeah. And one, of, my them, cards, one of them was get a show on one extra. And these are, these are cards yeah. that you wrote how long ago? These cards have been about whew, two, probably two years ago. Yeah. And and they're very bad, find obviously people listening can't see them they're bad they've been in your wallet a while clearly yeah they 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 have i'm trying to find the um yeah that says radio one pilot radio one extra pilot into covering shows into my own show and that's exactly what happened i mean some of them haven't happened i haven't learned french yet but that's <laughs> <laughs> is that so for you is that is that an important part of your kind of journey and process then is is having that kind of more I guess spiritual side in terms of writing affirmations and having that kind of mentality aspect to your mindset. One of my mentors, Joshua, big up Joshua, it that was at the time and he told me that it just this is just flows. Flow that was at that time I was huge visualization manifestation. Start of this year when I got the show I've been uh, just because like, I like to test it as well, how things certain things work. I don't know if this is the right way for me, but I thought I'll give it till the summer to try this way. And at the moment, I haven't set any, I have set no goals this year. Yeah. Zero. Just try and do the best you can each day. That was it. Back then, I was psycho mode, like yeah. doing this. Boom. 6 a.m. wake ups, gym, affirmations, visualization, meditation, all of that. Boom. And this six months since three months, four months, however it's long been since the start of the year, it's been like the complete opposite. I'm just trying to flow with it. Yeah. So yeah, at, at that time, that was huge for me. Yeah. 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 And why have you made that change then this year? Um, I don't, I, don't, I just felt really like, I just wanted to enjoy this bit. Cause like, I, you know, I, I it, you know, I was the intern, they got the show and it's one day a week on a Sunday evening for an hour. And I love that. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And some presenters or some people will be like, oh, you need to watch out for so-and-so because they're getting more like cover shows than you or you should be, have you spoke to them about getting more cover shows? In my head, I'm like, I'm really loving yeah, having one show. Like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I got the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Literally, like, I, I, would, I would love the seven, five days a week, whatever. Yeah. But at the moment, like, I'm just trying to enjoy, like, I'm 23, like, flipping having a show on one extra, like, I'm so blessed. Mm. And to have, like, money in my account and not have to get a child ticket, for me, yeah. that's, I'm happy. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's just got to come along. But that's why this year I feel like I haven't set them because I'm so kind of involved in, like, the journey and, like, really enjoying, like, how this plays out. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I yeah. think it's, like, it is good, I think, sometimes to take that step back and just go, actually, I need to enjoy this a lot more. For real. And I did that. I wouldn't say last year, I, I didn't take the step back to in, enjoy things a bit more. I, I changed the way I set myself up for the year. So instead of 
setting myself the same old um, New Year's resolutions. Gonna learn more Italian. Lose weight, go this, gym. Do, or yeah, go yeah. to gym. Do this. I was like, cool. I'm gonna set them and be a bit more kind of broad. And it was, and um, be more, see more, and read more. Awesome. That was it. It was just three simple things, and out of that was born you know a lot of my mindset that carried me into the year mm. starting the podcast and just enjoying that they said that process yeah. of starting something from scratch working That's at so it dope. starting wow. to build things up and, and just enjoy that whole long process yeah it's, you know it's got me to this point now where this year I'm a lot more goal focused it's like I want to do this I want to do that I want to do this but as the year goes and on and how have you felt mixing like, matching that good like I think you have to like what works for you one year is not necessarily going to work for you the next year because yeah. You might have achieved so much in the previous year. You actually, like you said, you do want to enjoy that process because you've you've put mm. the work in for two years, two and a half years, or whatever it's been to get to the point where you've got the one extra show. Where it's like I actually just want to like appreciate the fact that I've got this show and kick back and Bro. not be like, okay, what's the next? Not thing? kick what's back and next? chill and do nothing. No, yeah. but like exactly exactly that though. Like just just really like otherwise otherwise you go through life stressing like mm. oh, when am I gonna get two shows? When am I going to get three shows? Yeah. When am I going to get daytime um, Monday to Friday? When, are, when is one extra talk going to be seven days a week? Mm. Why? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, and, yeah. And I think like testament to you as well, like is the work that you've done off your own back in terms of you were doing the represent show, yeah. but then you were also doing like your own YouTube channel. You were doing the back chat extra which you started off your own back, which mm. then ended up being picked up by actual back chat to the yeah. official thing. And like, is that something that you've always just lent to do is just to make the content that you've kind of enjoyed and wanted to make? Or is it been a lot more, right, I'm going to make this thing and then that might happen and I'm going to do this thing and that might happen? Yeah, I mean, all of it's strategic in a sense. Um, we start, I start, wanted to start a podcast with a girl and a, a boy because there wasn't one so I was like cool that's a gap um, with Black Chat Extra was an idea that I saw um, I, I think Matt Edmondson is amazing mm. with his content and he's so sick I, just, I need, definitely need to sit down with him at some point I need to send him a message or whatever but he did one with X Factor yeah. called X Factor Extra Extra Factor whatever it's called back then and he did the exact same thing as the back chat thing X, X Factor put it on their main thing Wow! and I was like this was like eight years ago and I was like when I saw that I was like oh, shit, what can I do that with and then literally back chat came along and I was like ding and I was like yeah like let me do that and it literally did the same thing like I think nothing's original nowadays yeah. everything's copied here and there but if you can copy it and change it to a different audience change it to your style it's the same thing so definitely a lot of it has been strategic yeah. and just knowing like like knowing the kind of community radio where clips went viral was never a thing do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I was the first. Uh, maybe I was. I'm not sure. But when me and P Money did the impressions video, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like what represent radios like going viral. That was the first viral clip from that station. Yeah. In on a reel, um, he was in. I think he, yeah. I think it was literally the first viral clip. I don't know. No disrespect, someone was there before that wasn't a freestyle anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. freestyles like it's freestyles. Actually, content. From a community station, I don't know anyone else who was doing that. That was before like radar, radio even existed. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I was always like 
just I knew the patterns like yeah. that fit how things worked. I just kind of watched for the radio wise, I watched Jimmy Fallon and was like, what's he doing in his videos? What's his most viewed video? It's impression videos. Yeah. So what did I do to pay money? Impressions. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's really simple when you look at how stuff works. Yeah. And then if you just change that and use it for what's going on in your life, like it 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 it's yeah. there in front of you, do you know what I mean? And then how how did you then go about like like you came up with the back chat idea, yeah. doing your back chat extra show. How did you then use it to your advantage in terms of getting the back chat audience to um, come and watch those videos? Because they were posted originally on your own channel. Yeah. You had to go out and find it. How did you get them to come to that? Just emailing people. I think I emailed every single email address, Grand Daily, SBTV, LinkUp TV. LinkUp posted it, Grand Daily posted it, which really helped. Um, and just Batchat was, that was when Batchat was massive as well, like mm. massive. So people wanted more, like one show a week of Batchat wasn't enough, they wanted more. So I was seeing the Batchat reviews were getting like 30K and I was like, what, what the hell, like this is insane. They don't do that, some music videos can't get 30K. Yeah. Um, so I was like, cool, it has, has to be a program here that they'd still watch. As long as I had Batchat in a title and then Batchat Extra, they're like, oh, this might be official and he's even on my channel. And it just got so much love, it was like five, 5K, 7K, 10K. Um, and then Io from Batchat messaged me. He was like, I think the videos are hilarious. Like, yeah. we need to put them on our channel. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah. And then for, from that first video, we got like 60K. Um, and then it just went. Yeah. And were yeah. you going out the way at the same time to engage the audience yourself? Because obviously a lot of the conversations yeah. around Batchat were happening on Instagram. Doing a Gary V, man. I was crushing it. I was, I was using the tips from Crush It. Yeah, I'd type in Batchat. And just reply to everyone yeah. on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And actually, I don't think they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was being a bit... I don't think he was being an idiot. Do you? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he was being that cool. Did that to everyone I yeah. saw. Like, 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 Batchat, like, 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 everything. Yeah. Just because they'll see my profile and be like, oh, Batchat, hey, oh, that's the dude from Batchat. Follow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it, so you weren't going like, oh, hey, like, check out Batchat Extra, nah, nah, which I nah, hope nah. you were just like engaging. In just engaging, bro. Yeah. Just joining in their conversations engaging and not like but you can check out Batch Extra because they can put two and two together quite simply do you know what I mean they're not they're not you know idiots yeah. Audience, audiences aren't stupid yeah so how important mm. is do you think content is in this day and age if you want to be a presenter, I think it's vital. It's vital like 100%. Content is everyone's a brand do you know what I mean like everyone's a brand even if you don't want to be a personality like cvs are going to be dead soon like mm. what's your brand and that that's that's what it is and that comes through socials mm. and and content you know i could upload 100 stories of me going to the toilet and people there's still be one person that's watched the hundredth one <laughs> do you know what i mean like people people want they're sitting at their desk they want to watch something on the tube they want to it's the thing now like mm. want more like you can never have enough, I don't think. Yeah, and and how do you, like you yourself, not like you in general, yeah, make sure that people come back for more of your content and not it's not just Ooh. another bit of content that they're digesting. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'd answer that one, but with I guess with the podcast wise, we'd always make sure it was current. Always make sure the energy's there. They know what they they know what they're getting. Same with the batch of extra stuff. Always make it entertaining. We'd filmed like two that weren't entertaining, mm. and we didn't put them out. 
just because I was like, they're not going to come back if they're you're only as good as your last. And mm. that wasn't good. So we got to wait till next week to get a better one. Um, same as radio as well, just try and make sure every show's the best one, even when I was on Represent. Um, me and my mate Jeremiah Asiamu does the One Extra Residency as well. We just text each other before each show, being like, pretend you're on One Extra. And when you see that text, you're like, oh, I'm not on, you know, this is Represent and the headphones might not work and the microphone might cut out and the fire alarm might go off, but I'm going to pretend I'm on One Extra. So you get in that zone. Yeah. So you just come showing your best. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's sick yeah. that you were both doing that together. And yeah. You both got shows on the it's, station it's, honestly like it's it's a moment especially with him because we used to sleep and represent like really um just practice djing all night like wow. literally, literally like uh, that's why I'm, i get so happy when i see people that really want it because like me and jeremiah like especially if you're not like a natural like i was never one of the kids that it sounds really bad but everyone that Radio One and One Extra is like I was DJing when I was two. Like I grew up in my mum's house, and there was like vinyls everywhere. I wasn't that kid. Like yeah. I, I really wasn't. I thought I was going to be a footballer or NBA player. Yeah. So I've had to learn all that they've learned since they were kids. Like listening to radio and do a whole backlog thing in three and a half years. Just go in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And really learn to love it, and I love it now. Yeah, I can see as well because like even just hearing, you know, your interviews or you know, hearing the show or seeing the content that you put out, you've got this like really good natural energy, oh, which I think is really hard for people to get across um, when it comes to particularly radio as well. But you can do it with, with the content. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in the, in the visual as well, you can see that come across. And I think mean, that's a really hard um, thing to have. And there's only kind of a handful of people that I see and know that, that can get that across and it's you know obviously you're one of them oh, thank you so bro. it's like i think that's massively important and i think it the passion comes comes through naturally yeah i feel like a lot of it's just lucky to be there like yeah. lucky to do that job so lucky like to do the one extra talks and cover another show like i'm so blessed mm. honestly i walk in the bbc building like i'm just like yeah just blessed i don't think i will ever go away yeah honestly and i know yeah, I just, I don't know how you can not be, how can you not be happy being on air, like complain about not like, oh, work, it's not work, like, mm. you know what I mean? But I, do, but I feel like it comes, comes from not being from London yeah. as well, because I've got friends that actually work, like they're are builders and do a lot of labouring and like they're workers, and I've done that myself, and I know what work is, and mm. that's, 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 that's not proper, proper work but it's just like super enjoyable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With the podcast, when you came up with the idea, did you already know who you wanted to do it with? Or was it like, okay, I've got this idea. I need to find a co-host. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, if, if anyone I was going to think of that was going to be a woman, it would have been Annie anyway. But I can't say when I came up with the idea, I was like, I want to do a podcast with Annie. I was like, oh God, I've got this podcast done. That's the idea. Who shall I do it with? Oh, Annie. Mm. So that, that flowed. It was just so natural. Yeah, so yeah. natural. And and the, what I loved about the podcast, right, is that you, you both kind of played almost like character versions of yourselves, mm. which I thought was really hilarious. And obviously Annie's been on this podcast a few episodes yes, ago. Yes, of course. We've heard her kind of story, which is really interesting. Oh, yeah, I and it's funny to see you guys both like play a character version like you'd play dumb to a lot of stuff yeah she'd like play up to a lot of stuff about getting angry and all of this and 
the love it was real though yeah like the podcast was super real like i don't say characters but it's just exaggerated version yeah like yeah. that someone could say this is an exaggerated version of my more kind of like business kind of serious career side but we just wouldn't touch upon that in a podcast we'd if me and you started talking about i don't know back in uni and girls that we was trying to get with see it's already coming out now like it comes like it's naturally we get into that like side of ourselves yeah. so it was that it was just really kind of thinking like oh annie did you oh you did that and like i know she didn't but i'll be like oh you did that yeah. like it's that subtle side yeah. like we've all got different sides so you just decide to kind of emphasize which one at certain moments like when when yeah. a good, good example one extra talks is more the kind of you know serious side like i can't really make a joke about something that we might be talking one week which is quite deep whereas if i cover uh, i don't know a uh, daytime show it's that yeah. more laid back jokey side yeah. yeah and i liked it as well because both of you were showing more raw sides of yourself like yeah. obviously when you're on air on radio there's you know there's certain things that you mentioned over the sea level thing you can and can't say yeah you know you're broadcasting to to a nation and you're you know under the the banner of a, another brand and, and with BBC mm -hmm. you know it's a super brand almost yeah and you know Annie does her YouTube thing and she's starting to work a lot more with brands and stuff but on the podcast you were kind of you exposed yourselves a lot more but were there still times where you had to tread that line a little bit carefully and not push it too far yeah stuff got deleted don't get me wrong um especially the first few ones because we'd say some crazy ones or name drop some people and be like oh they might be in their feelings if we say that so let's cut it out but yeah yeah of course it was just so nice to be able to do that like talk real like because it was the real was the naughty side of us mm. like and that's what people like that's why i like programs like celeb juice where they see a celebrity be like fuck they're like they swear like what that's so weird but they like it because of course everyone swears like we're human and you get to see that other side of us just like yeah. that kind of if you went for a drink with us after 10 o'clock that's what this is what we'd yeah, be talking yeah. about basically yeah, it's like they're not eating a child isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. literally yeah. literally people love that like yeah. to hear that and will, will the podcast be coming back or is it you on a, like um, an official break or yeah no I don't think it'll be coming back we um it, yeah it was I, I really I really love doing it it's just I don't know if um cause sometimes we'd have arguments and stuff but I, I wouldn't really take it home with me but I feel like Annie I don't know I feel like if the friendship was gonna get lost mm. it it was a it wouldn't have been good right to carry it on yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you didn't want to you didn't want to didn't want to uh, damage a friendship for the podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Cuz exactly. yeah, cuz yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a shame it happens, you know. It happens with a lot of people and a lot of things and it's I think what you guys had was was really good and I think yeah. people will still go back and listen to those episodes and still have Yeah, I mean that's just still grow. That's um, cuz you're still paying for the account though at the end yeah, of the day yeah. and like the episodes ain't going to be there no more. Yeah. So um, it is this real shit. I get messages all the time, bro. Really? Like literally, when's it come back? When's it come back? When's it come back? Um, and it was no hard feelings or whatever. It's just, you know, some of the conversations would have went too far sometimes. And I don't know if she was happy with how it was going in terms of our relationship. So yeah. I was kind of was like, you know what? I don't want to lose you as a friend. So let's stop yeah. this, this, this there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it, but everything happens for a reason. We, we, look, we did like, what, 20 odd episodes, sold out a live show, yeah. tick in a box. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, all, all in, what, six months? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that, yeah. Really quick. Up, it's, yeah, up, um, it was really, it was really growth. good though. It was really, it's really fun. We learned so much. Mm. Learned so much. Learned that maybe we can't work together on them certain projects, yeah. whereas other stuff we can yeah. work better. Yeah. What was the moment with Annie where you were like the moments that you that you really enjoyed and the moments that were like, do you know what? This is a vibe. What, when was those moments that really clicked? Live show was amazing. Yeah. That was wicked. During the podcast, I think I I really I really enjoyed most of them. If I'm honest, yeah. We when we get in like a flow and we just joke and be like, no, nah, you can't do that. Reason I'm like, Duh. get into a nice flow. Um, yeah, yeah. It was it was a really good experience. I learned I learned loads though. Like I love podcasts and there's something that you know where me and um, one of our mates are working at the moment to come back with something. Um, yeah, so, which is fun because I love podcasts. I love, it's, it's it's amazing. And that's what I loved. I was like, people were listening for an hour, like we're in their lives. That's why when they're like, oh bro, you got to bring it back. It's like, we're their mates. Mm. They listen to us. Everyone has their routines. Yeah. One of my mates in Manchester is like, what the hell? Like, what am I meant to do on my lunch break now? <laughs> do you know, but it's true because yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. they stock them up. Yeah. Then it's seven days straight or some people might stock them up for a Sunday afternoon. It's There's so many reasons to go into it and you break up someone's schedule. They don't like that. Yeah. Um, so you're making yeah. a return to the podcast game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Reese yeah. Parkinson-shaped hole at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Will it be soon? Um, yeah, pretty. Hopefully, I mean, we're just getting all the meetings in because we want to try and do something with some some people and oh, stuff. Nice. So yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, my eyes open. yeah. And then moving into the other bits of content you do, yeah. like YouTube. Why did you stop the YouTube as well? Because I was looking through some of the videos earlier, and you were almost doing like a weekly pretty much a weekly vlog and then you stopped and there's been nothing for like three four months was that a conscious decision yeah half and half my laptop's completely rubbish yeah and i haven't bought a new one so i can't edit it takes like 24 hours to save a video oh, wow. literally like i have to leave it on all night and i have to have it plugged in and if it moves a little bit it cuts off so practically it wouldn't work it was a it is a lot of hard work daily vlogging every single day um I'm going to go back into it at the right time though because mm. yeah but I, I know when I'm going to go back into it yeah. but it's yeah in, in the future um, it was more just kind of practicality and at the time things were just getting mad busy and I was like I can't like edit and leave it on all night it's just mm. such a slow computer that I can't do it um, but it, it was wicked though at the time because like that, there's so many pros from it plus you see me I represent and it kind of ends when I do my first one extra show oh really yeah, yeah. so like it, it's, it'll be a nice coming back into it yeah. give a big update and stuff because yeah. I'd love to do a daily vlog I just wouldn't want me filming it basically yeah. that's at the right time I'm going to yeah. get someone on board I get I get the kind of sense that you're you're in a, a point in your career where you've got to this amazing stage and you've gone right I'm going to strip back a few things that I'm doing focus on the radio enjoy it and then almost like reset Go hard. and then conquer again summertime yeah yeah Pretty much, so it feels like a bit of a holiday. Like yeah. at the like since I got the show, it's been super hard at the start. Don't get me wrong, I still work hard and I practice scripts at home all the time. I just write down a like massive script that a presenter's done on a TV show and just re re rehearse over and over, ready for like a screen test or something. Mm. I do all them stuff. It's just more like the kind of 6am wake up yeah, like, it's like content wise you're, you, you strip that back. and content wise mm. no vlog daily vlogs or stuff yeah um, 
yeah but i'm gonna go back hard definitely yeah. i like when the summer comes i feel like i go hard with it yeah but i just i'm just trying to sort out like a team and stuff a, yeah. around it All and right. this new i'd pretty much like it's because the podcast has stopped batch of extra stop it kind of feels like oh he's not pumping out as much because it used to be like today i'm on this today yeah. i'm on to do that yeah, yeah. and it hasn't but when this new show comes out as well and the new podcast that's when it will go feel yeah. like it's so back two into separate things two separate things yeah. yeah it's kind of been like a oh we've done them two then another yeah. two yeah. yeah oh nice and then so t- talk me through your daily routine at the minute then because as you said the show is on a sunday yeah and you've, you've talked a lot about you know your, your early starts and your, your practicing and I mean, like I said, to be fair, like I'm not in my full full flow full flow at all at the moment. It has been like ups, really ups and down flowy. Um, it's been a bit of a mad one, but um, the main thing I, I always do is exercise. Gym is a must. Like you've been going hard recently. We're going hard. Yeah, we're going hard. Yeah. Going hard. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Every day it's like, yeah, I'm. Going gym to burn off. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, which is annoying, but I need to. Um, and practicing scripts a lot of the time, just presenting scripts, which is so good. It helps me a lot. Like so, when we did do a screen test like a month ago, um, I was just so more comfortable. I never did auto cue before, but I just kind of felt comfortable. Um, so gym that researching preparing for radio shows and, and that and reading a lot as well. Mm. But um, I'm looking forward to soon getting back into that kind of I want to go back into the militant I feel like I'll strive better off that mm. early early mornings get in the gym um, and get back into the meditation and affirmations yeah. and stuff like that because I feel like I do flow better than that I've kind of tried this no goals mm. thing this year and everything's going well but it's just like I don't feel like I feel like something's yeah. missing at the moment when you're yeah. ready to, to up the levels with all the new stuff coming you're ready to yeah ma- maybe the, be the, that yeah the routine and know that that will maybe help yeah because i do like a routine and at the moment it's just been really mad like because something might happen next week okay come to this thing and it's like oh okay cool but um yeah no it'll probably listen back to this i'll listen back in like six months and be like this that routine sucks like (laughs) well yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah well no hopefully not that but i'll be like nah like routines work with you but at the moment i just thought i'd try something else this year and yeah yeah because i i i find that when i'm out of my routine i get that feeling that nothing flows as well and the past couple months i've been well out of my routine and i've started getting back in the gym literally this week early yeah. mornings back yeah, I saw on your, that, your Insta, yeah. yeah strict like meditation every day i need to get back into that affirmation and you feel back better like 100 percent. yeah, like, yeah my yeah, mindset's true. better i'm more positive i'm more productive when it comes to like not only working throughout the day at work, but when I get home and start to work on working. this stuff, podcast stuff, I'm way more productive. And that That's whole amazing. process, just this constant energy flowing. And I feel like if I don't have that routine, I don't, I'm not going to say I fall apart. It's probably a bit extreme, but mm. I don't feel as like um, efficient. It's probably the best. You know way. what it is, bro? I think it's staying ready so you haven't got to get ready. Mm. And... I feel like me not being in that routine and probably you as well, there's a lot of getting readies. So can you do this tomorrow? Oh, I have to get ready mm. instead of I am ready because mm. I'm acting as if every day something like this is going to pop up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like if you're an actor and you don't pr- practice a script until the day before yeah. and you keep doing that, 
yeah. <laughs> instead of just practice it a week earlier, you're ready. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it is with a routine. What helps me so much is because I feel like I'm physically I'm ready and like I might not be the same presenter script, but I've done one yeah, or I'm yeah. just on it. Like I'm re- like writing Sharp. down radio like ideas. Fitness, like, yeah, it's, it's, fitness, you know what? It's yeah. that. It is yeah. that. Yeah. It's like not turning up a training and just playing games. That's what I've been doing recently. Yeah. Instead of training, 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 game, training, 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 game. Yeah. 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 yeah I get that. Yeah. That's sick. And I know you're a big reader as well. Yeah. So what are the three books that you've read that have been the most powerful in terms of the way you've approached your work or your life or your mindset or whatever it may be? Okay, I'm going to go with The Alchemist, number one. Yeah, that's, that's the that's, that's, That book, life-changing. Why? Oh, to, it just gives you... It, it just gives you guidance and like you can read it at any point of your journey and just relate to all what it says it's just it's just a get i recommend that book to anyone i meet that's like maybe going through something or not where they want to be or something i'm like alchemist and even if they are where they want to be alchemist Mm. it's basically about a story about this young boy that follows his dreams essentially and you can just relate to everything that he does do you know what i'm saying it's just it's an amazing read definitely and it's short as well it's so quick tiny so tiny but i might read it i'm gonna read that again actually um second one i go with would be the celestine prophecy which is james redfield i think but it's about um coincidences not being coincidences and there's a meaning to everything Mm. and that's happened so much and that's when i know i'm on flow when you're on flow and your frequency's high that's when that stuff happens all the time all the time like like to the point where it happens you just like (laughs) yeah i knew that was gonna happen um and then third i'd say terence j's book the wealth of my mother's wisdom yeah I just love Terence J's story just because it's so similar. Like we both finished uni, got into our dream jobs and kind of went on from there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I love his journey and I'm like, kind of like thinking, ah, oh, you know, that's when, what's my next step. And I'm just yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. Sick. I have to check him out. I've read The Alchemist. I haven't read the other two. Have yeah. Check them out. Check them out. I'm, I'm due a, a new batch of book buying. What would you recommend for me? One book. Oh, man, one book. Um, you specifically have you read Miracle Morning no I haven't that's a sick book yeah especially because like you're out of routine yeah that will make you think I need to get back in really 100% need to get back in routine it's all about setting up your day in that first two three hours nice yeah set everything up that's why I do my gym my meditation everything in the morning get my mindset right and when I do eventually start to find more time in that morning, I'll start yeah. planning out my day in the morning. So I know when I get to work, I'm going to smash this out, smash that out. When I get home, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. That's so good. That, Miracle that's, morning. Yeah, All right. that's I'll check really that out. Really yeah. Book. The other one I would say, um, Mask of Masculinity. Lewis House. Yeah. Big up Lewis, baby. We <laughs> see you. Big up Gary V as well. Check crushing it. It's out now. Go get your copy. Boom. <laughs> Ready. No, but seriously, Uncle that Gary. book is... That makes you think about a lot of things, man. Wow. It's, it's a really powerful book about stripping back the, the masks that men wear in their lives. And he breaks yeah. it down to all these different... You know, you've got like the alpha male mask. You've got the athlete mask. You've got the emotional mask. You've got yeah. the... And you literally, you can... Re- what well, I could relate to at least one thing in every chapter. Oh, sick. Every single one. It was, unbel- and it's so, it's written in a very, in a, in a s- certain type of tone that's very easy to understand. Yeah. It's not like, you know, sometimes you read a book, 
Like when you read like a Think and Grow Rich, it's written a certain way. It's quite hard to like digest. Pick you have up, to read yeah. it over a few times. This is like you're not not gonna get in the first. Oh, time amazing! It's a really good book. Mask masculinity. Yeah, Lewis House. Yeah, I'll check it out. So I'll give you two, mate. I'll give you a bonus one. Yeah. And um, what's your proudest achievement to date? Um, changing. It was like one year that I just changed everything and started reading books and learning spirituality and like really becoming a man that year so I think I'm proud I'm proud of you know you know what I'm proud of not having any fear anymore that's what I'm proud of mm. yeah that's what I'm proud of because I I generally believe basketball player no foot I could have been a footballer I really like yeah. swear like bro swear down like I was a baller could have been a footballer if I just stayed in a certain position instead of changing it when I went to school and stuff like because I was just scared like I was like okay cool I'll play centre back instead I was a striker and I, and I could have been I could have been a footballer I think if I really like stuck at it and went in and I was just you know fear ate me up but there's like one summer that when I got into radio I was like this is going to be my last shot at doing something creative so I can't let anything scare me at all so mm -hmm. anything I do like I'll say no to nothing like I'll do everything even if I'm who in my pants I won't let get fear like eat me up at all mm. I'll do it I'll do everything yeah is that because you feel like you've let one dream slip you don't yeah. let a second one go 100% 100% that's like yeah it's just you can tell when people are scared and fearful and not being their true selves and I just won't let fear eat me up at yeah. all bro like I'll do it mm. anything host this event cool do that cool DJ this cool even if I couldn't have even done it, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to be that, I just got to do it, show up and do it. Yeah. And you get such a big, great feeling afterwards of, oh, you done it. Like, yeah, yeah. there could have been so many things I ran away from in this presenting game, yeah. but I didn't, I just did it. And on that fear, why do you think, or would you think actually is the biggest factor in particularly young people now feeling that fear of that that kind of holds them back from doing things. It's literally fear of saying I'm a presenter and then them being like, oh, did you hear the thing? He thinks he's a presenter now. Oh, really? Yeah, they think they're a presenter. You're like, oh, they're a presenter. <laughs> they ain't a presenter. It's that. They're scared of what people are going to say and then they're scared of not actually, or failing, mm -hmm. uh, being stuck at a community station for the rest of their life. They're, they're scared of that. And what? Like, who, like, what? Who cares? Say, do it. You got to do it. Mm -hmm. Scared of, what scared of themselves in this book that i read called a return to love i should have said this in my three she said that she wrote the speech that coach carter used our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate to others our deepest yeah. fear is that we are so like good our deepest fear is our our strengths that's what we're actually feared of not that we're not good enough it's how good we are we're afraid to say how good we are yeah. do you know what i mean yeah no that's <laughs> I, I completely agree man like, i think Personally as well, I've spent a lot of time fearing success. Mm. And I've only realised that recently, like being fearful of success, which I think is a big problem because I've never been scared to fail because I, I've never thought that I'd, I'm going to fail at anything I do because I feel like anything that I'm going to go and do, I already feel like I'm good enough to do it, which is why I'm doing it. But I've felt that fear of success. Well, you could have done it with the podcast. You work at the BBC. Mm. You work at the place where it's all audio and you've decided to start a podcast. <laughs> you know how many people have probably been saying, 
Oh, you know, Alex has a podcast. You know, he's got a dreams. You know, Alex has what? Alex has a podcast. You know how many yeah. people would have let that eat him up and not have said at work like, oh, "What do you do? Nothing." Yeah. yeah. No, you say you got you wear a t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I'm saying though, like, yeah. but a lot of yeah. that that's because that's such a shame because most of the people would love to do that. Like, mm. it's what it is. Same in retail. Retail's the worst for it. Yeah. Tell anyone in retail what you want to do outside of retail. They're just like, <laughs> all right then. Yeah. Because they're 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 there because they never got to do yeah. what they wanted to. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's still down to mindset. And, that, and that's because they were scared. Do you know it's what I mean? Down to, it's funny because like I was saying earlier about having gone back to enjoying the process, having a conversation today about a new podcast idea and I was yeah. like so into it. I was like, I'm 100%, I want to do this. Let's get a recording in next week. Yeah. Like, so on, <laughs> just like, just doing stuff again. Doing stuff, yeah. And it's like that thing you were saying, I'm not saying no to, to exciting opportunities and just do them and, like, and they're all gonna love you when you yeah. make it anyway. Do you know what I mean? They're all gonna love you when you blow up. Then they're like, "Oh, sick! I love how hard you worked. Like, oh, you, I knew you always knew you was gonna do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're gonna yeah. say that anyway, so you might as well just do it." Yeah, yeah, so true. Who's been the biggest influence in your life? Um, got a few, to be fair. Gavin Douglas, yeah, represent legend. He used to have a show on One Extra. My mentor, Joshua, hundred percent. Mum. Yeah. And what about outside of your your close circle of friends? Who's been the most influential figure that you've kind of either looked up to or have kind of followed their journey? Will Smith, number and let me not leave numbers. Will Smith is up there. Terence J, 100% is up there. I'd be lying if I didn't say Reggie Yates is up there. Yeah. 100% Reggie. Um Nick Cannon, um, Jimmy Fallon. Mm. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. That's a good list, man. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Yeah, it's all right. And five years from now, where are you going to be? How old would I be then? Four, five, six, seven, 28. Um, oh, still young, man. <laughs> I will, yeah, I'd hope to, hope to have my own place. That's that's pretty big deal for me. Um, have my own place uh, more you know shows radio wise would be great and be on TV um, TV show um, whether that be mine or you know presenting a show and um, do doing something I want to set up um, like a, a some, some kind of radio thing but for kids that you know, it, you know what I mean? Like, for, just give kids the opportunity. Almost I like want to set up a radio station thing. Yeah, like a academy kind of place where they can come through exactly. young. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and do it. Yeah, just a space where they can just do radio. And then I invite my mates that do music and stuff mm. down. And just because, you know, we take it for granted that we know artists and it's like, a lot of kids are like, they love them artists. Mm. So just space where they can come down, do a radio show, people can film it. Someone can be a filmer, someone can be a production staff and they can all just do that yeah because adding onto that list ryan seacrest is someone yeah. actually you know what ryan is nearly at the top of that list because he takes his job so serious and i love ryan and he has the ryan seacrest foundation mm. so he's got um hospitals up and down the country that he has radio stations in so yeah some, something like that would be amazing that's sick i've always wanted to do things to like help the next generation part of part of the reason why obviously i do this podcast is so young people who are listening can learn from people like yourself yeah. from all the other guests who've got these amazing stories but a massive one for me man is homelessness 
Like I oh, want to wow. at some point do something with homelessness and just whether it's, I don't know, bring these stories to life of how people got to the streets or, you know, just, or something that's going to raise awareness of it and then help to solve, then start to have the conversation like, all right, how can we start to look to try and solve this problem? How can a human being not have somewhere to stay? It's disgusting. Especially when we've got so many empty, like, buildings out there and stuff. Mm. It's It's mad, isn't it? it? Nice. I'm with you. I'm heartbroken every time I walk past. Especially because so. I, when you're younger, you um, I'd be lying if I didn't call them tramps or whatever. Mm. It's something you've seen that you laugh at when you... I don't think I was an evil kid, but that was just something that you just grow up around, like, oh, it's a tramp. And then you, when you're older, you start then to have the empathy for them and realise, like, what the... Like, why was we saying that as kids? Like, mm. why was that we looking down on them as kids? Mm. And, yeah, and it, yeah, it's so... It's, it's ridiculous how that's even a thing like I'm, I'm willing to we can set something up where we can both yeah. work on that like anything I'm definitely ready yeah. when I'm at a stage where I've, I can I will 100% yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've had this conversation a few times with different people and so many people are on it and it's just like when when I'm ready there'll be a power group of people I reckon that email will get sent it'll, yeah. yeah it'll be like <laughs> this is going to those who need to know and those who want to be involved yeah. let's do this and just really oh, really do something about it Um but so before we wrap up, yeah, I want to wind back the clock, take it back to the pre-uni Reese, and if you could speak to that version of yourself and give yourself three bits of advice or things to start doing from that moment on, what would you say? I'd say don't worry about your spots <laughs> and just be patient till you get the beard. Then the <laughs> game will be changed, is number one. Um, number two, I'd say... Um, just be patient like just be patient and enjoy every moment um that's what i'm telling myself now as well that's what i think that's why i set no goals this year i'm just proper enjoying this moment really taking it in um number three i'd say don't worry about kind of patience but don't worry about being broke like hmm. don't stress over a bit not that i really did but i was really bad like like do you know what i mean um and it changes like follow you just keep following your dreams and the money comes when you do that yeah yeah and then one bit of advice to stop doing from that moment um be more mindful of you know that's all right having a laugh and stuff but i went to malia and i went to napa and we got up to some some mad stuff out there and there's mad pictures of us lot like doing mad stuff so maybe don't do that anymore <laughs> but that's just being a kid at the same time so I, yeah just be like be mindful of you know you've seen people's tweets eat like bite them in years to come so i would just just say that just be a bit more careful because i've done some stupid stuff like even yeah i've done even bbc like yeah well, i say it off mic in a bit but yeah i've done some stupid stuff that i'm like why did i do that um, yeah, yeah but it's wild because it's so dangerous like do you know what it's so funny you say that because a video came up on my Facebook literally yesterday of you know and they give you oh eight years ago today yeah and I had this wild video on my Facebook and I'm like why did I post that like I was like honestly I was like why did I post that Buzz. and I was like I have to delete I had just had to get rid of it I was like it made me think what else 
else could I have posted? Is there, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I've always thought I've been very careful. Yeah. Because I know, you know. But you do because you're a, like a lad. Like, you're like, oh, my mates got fun. It's funny. Because that's what Facebook was. Just mm. you and your mates and yeah. like it's girls scared. in the area that you're trying to impress by doing stupid stuff. Scared the life yeah. of me seeing that, honestly. Um, all right, so dreams disease. And this is going to be interesting, right? Because I think out of anyone, you've probably been closest to dreams disease in terms of the amount of conversations we've yeah, had about yeah. everything than anyone I reckon mad apart from maybe Mick because Mick's been on board for four months and we've we've spoken about it a heck of a lot yeah but I mean you like you said you've seen the process from the start to the beginning yeah and as you know and um, the name comes from Stormzy's EP they got big Mike. and my flip of what it means is it is the disease of dreaming that stops us living out the lives that we actually want to live and chasing our dreams because we're sometimes too content to just dream and not take action. What do you? What does the dreams disease mean to you? Ooh, I don't really want to go with the same one you've got, even though that's what I would <laughs> go with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let me do it on the flip side of that. Then dreamers disease in terms of a lot of dreamers, people don't like dreamers. Mm. It seems a bad thing to dream. And a lot of people would try and put their quote disease that they didn't do their dreams onto yours. So don't yeah. let them do that. Keep dreaming. Dreaming's good as long as you put work in, like you were saying. And it's good to dream. Do you know what I mean, in a lot of dreams, you'll dream about something that you're gonna do. You have a dream for a reason a lot of the time. If you dream that you won the World Cup, keep playing football, bro, because you might actually yeah. win the World Cup. Yeah. It. So, like so that. yeah. that's good off the top of top of the head. Freestyle like, off the, off the dome, man. Was... Some radio when the music goes stops. You're like, oh, what do I say? <laughs> Basically, dream, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're hearing that one again. Um, cool. So then, final question for you: What is your ultimate happiness goal? <sighs> that is extremely hard. I don't think it will be career. You know, I think it'll be family. Just. Being a probably just being like a good dad, really, like when I have kids and stuff, and just having a good family and doing all that stuff, mm. yeah, would be happiness to me because I never had that growing up in terms of like a, a dad or whatever, so that's quite strong to me in terms of having a strong family and being a good husband, good dad, and yeah, that's and really being content and grateful for what we got, mm. yeah, is happiness to me, yeah, yeah, man. that's beautiful. love that to end that on Um, yeah man look before before we do finally like say goodbyes can you just let the people know where they can find you online and where they can keep up to date with everything you do yeah catch me on Instagram Reese Parkinson R-E-E-C-E all one word Reese Parkinson Twitter R-E-E-C-E underscore Parkinson Reese underscore Parkinson Check the Batchet Extra shows on YouTube still. Check the podcast. You can listen back to it, Him versus Her. Check the radio show as well. Hashtag One Extra Talks. Um, and we've got some stuff in the pipeline. So make sure you check that. All will be revealed soon. Yeah. And Alex, thank you for having me, bro. Oh, it's been a pleasure. You. Keep doing a podcast. Keep smashing it. Because honestly, like, this can only get bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm super excited for the both of you to um, to see where, where this goes. Which Thanks, is, is going to be really interesting. Yeah. I, I love you, Yuzu's journey. So Thanks, it's going to be And so likewise, good. man, this is like going to be a real love off now. But like, like I said, seeing that fresh race kid come in to one extra yeah. to interview for the intern position, to then get that position on this next chance to, you know, develop while you're there, to then get the show, to go on to do all these wicked things that I'm seeing you do. And 
you know, we'll talk about the projects hopefully off air and off mic in a sec, but with new projects on the way, man, for me it's super exciting to see it because, you know, I see you as someone who we've helped each other's journey mm. on the, along the way and anywhere I can have that input is going to be powerful and I know vice versa, anywhere you can have the input with me, it's going to be powerful. So that's why I really wanted to make this happen now because I know in three years' time when we come back... It's going to be a big part two, isn't it? Yeah. And the part two's there we can reflect on everything and see how see how far we've both gone yeah definitely this is going to be, this is going to be powerful it's going to be big it's going to be powerful it's going to be it big. might even be on TV who knows <laughs> who knows or the YouTube channel Dreamers Disease yeah. is on a million subscribers yeah, you never, you never know. know man. anyway look appreciate it bro thanks for having me Thank thanks you. for having me really man. appreciate that bro cheers man so there we have it guys that's Reese's story and as I said at the start you know he's so inspiring and just the way he talks about his work and his passion for it and his sheer focus on wanting to reach his goals and i know he spoke about not necessarily setting goals this year but you know he's got those end goals in mind and he's always working towards that he's always switched on he's always ready he's always learning always educating himself always bettering himself and it's such a powerful thing to take away and you know take into your own life and really take that kind of responsibility to learn and better yourself and Reese has done that to, to great results so far. So there's no reason why any of us can't do that ourselves. So as ever, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at I am Alex Manzi. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you're listening. If you do, screenshot it. Tag me in your Insta story so I can see and connect with you. So until next time, thanks for listening. And let's make sure we go out there and chase our dreams. This podcast is produced by Unedited.